Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Thursday, April 27th. On this date in 1968, Paul Simon and Art Garfunkel released the single Mrs. Robinson. The song was written specifically for a film. Can you name that famous motion picture? I'll tell you the answer in just a minute. But first, Let's head over to the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center for a look at that Thursday forecast. And we're starting out with some low clouds and some patchy fog out there this morning. Temperatures in the 50s and 60s will climb into the mid-70s by lunchtime. Partly cloudy and then partly cloudy this afternoon. Very small chance of an afternoon or evening shower or thunderstorm. In fact, as the evening wears on, the rain chance will ramp up. Good chance of rain overnight tonight. Now tomorrow, behind that rain that moves through overnight, there will be a couple of showers and storms but not very wet for our Friday high around 81 Saturday up to 87 degrees, mostly sunny and then clouds increase and the chance of rain does as well for Sunday. You're listening to morning y'all your local headlines and first alert weather forecast powered by the low country's news leader live five news. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. The body of a man found shot and burnt. A family mourning the loss of 25-year-old Daniel Altman. His remains were found last week in King Street. Williamsburg County deputies say Altman was lured into an abandoned house where he was ambushed. Our Molly McBride sat down with Altman's family in an exclusive interview to talk about his legacy and how the family wants him to be remembered. Daniel Altman's mom and sister tell me he was a resilient, headstrong, loving person with a personality that was larger than life and a smile that would light up every room he entered. The family received word last week that the skeletal remains found in King Street were Daniel's. They tell me he was lured to King Street by a dating app, thinking he was meeting up with a woman. Instead, he was ambushed by four people who stole his car and debit card. But ultimately what they stole was Daniel's life. I will not stop. I have nothing to lose at this point. Absolutely nothing to lose. I will fight until they spend every waking moment in a jail cell. I hope they get really accustomed to where they are because that's where I intend for them to be for a very, very long time. Daniel Altman's sister, Caroline Altman, tells me if anything positive can come from Daniel's death, she hopes she can bring awareness to what happened to Daniel. She said she encourages anyone planning on meeting up with someone they don't know to share their location and plan with family and friends. The problem with these dating apps or things, um, even Facebook, sometimes you aren't really sure the person you're talking to is who you think they are. The investigation into Daniel Altman's death remains ongoing. In the newsroom, Molly McBride, Live 5 News. Last week, Williamsburg County deputies arrested four people in connection with Altman's death. Javon Shatine, Marquise Mitchum, and Jaquiel Shatine are all facing murder charges, as well as cr criminal conspiracy and destruction of human remains, among several other charges. Deputies say Serenity Jackson was inside Altman's stolen car during a high-speed chase the day after Altman went missing. She's charged with possession or disposal of a stolen vehicle.
A prisoner freed 16 years early for cooperation with law enforcement could be headed back to prison soon. Yesterday, the state Supreme Court reversed the initial order that released Gerard Price in a 3-2 decision. He was sentenced in 2003 to 35 years for the murder of Charleston native Carl Smalls Jr. at a Columbia nightclub. His lawyer, Representative Todd Rutherford, argued that the deal he struck with the circuit solicitor, now retired Judge Casey Manning, was not done in secrecy, but the order was sealed to protect Price's identity. Price informed the Department of Corrections through a third party that Jimmy Lee Causey had escaped in 2017. Rutherford believes his client's safety would be at risk if he returned to prison. Right now, Price's whereabouts are unknown. A man is facing multiple charges after Somerville police say he threw a Molotov cocktail at police cars. Police tell us they were doing a property check at the old Wells Fargo Bank on Bacon's Bridge Road when a man threw that Molotov cocktail and then ran off. An hour later, police say they found a fire on Old Trolley Road. A witness says that the man who threw the Molotov cocktail also firebombed his homeless camp. Police tell us they later arrested 28-year-old Sherman Smith Jr. in connection with both of those incidents. He's facing attempted murder and arson charges. Police say luckily no one was injured in either accident. Mount Pleasant police are asking for the public's help in finding a missing woman. They say Elisa Bluestein was last seen in the Bell Hall subdivision leaving for work yesterday morning around 740. Police say her employer contacted her husband about an hour later saying she never showed up. She was last seen wearing blue jeans, a brown shirt and white jacket as well as tennis shoes. If you know where she is or you've seen her, you're asked to contact police. A family-owned bookstore in North Charleston will soon be closing its doors after serving the Lowcountry for 11 years. Mr. K's used books will be closing. The owners citing that the rent has gone up significantly, leaving them no other option than to close their doors. The couple says customers are saddened to hear the news, mainly because Mr. K's is not just books, DVDs, comics, and music making it one of the few left of its kind. Mr. K's will officially be closing June the 30th. Everything inside the store, they say, must go, meaning customers can expect to see sales in the coming weeks. Crabbing is a booming industry here in the Lowcountry. However, those crab traps can become a major hazard to the environment. The South Carolina Department of Natural Resources says they've been working for two years now to locate, remove, and repurpose abandoned crab traps from the Ashley Combahee, Broad, and the South Santee Rivers. Officials say lost traps can still catch and potentially kill wildlife. To prevent that from happening, SCDNR is using sonar and drones to locate and collect the crab traps. Once collected, the agency repurposes the traps to help restore, restore oyster reefs at Bears Bluff Hatchery. They say restoring the reef can provide a new habitat for organisms and protect the shoreline. Charleston Parks Conservancy is working to make the area a little greener. The organization will be offering free trees to Charleston residents in an effort to increase the community's urban tree canopy. When thriving, that canopy helps manage flooding and even reduces urban heat. You'll get to choose from live oaks and swamp chestnut oaks, and the organization will provide instructions on uh, how to plant them properly in your yard. Trees must be picked up tomorrow from 9 to 11 a.m. at the Citadel Mall. All you have to do is pre-register online. You can find that link on our website under the big red box. 
In about a month, downtown Charleston will be filled with nothing but music for 17 days. It's almost time for this year's Spoleto Festival USA. In-person ticket sales are set to open May the 1st at the Charleston Visitor Center. From May 1st to the 14th, those tickets kiosks will be open Monday to Friday from 9 to 5. Starting May 15th and continuing through June 11th, the kiosk will be open daily again from 9 to 5. This will be the Spoleto Festival's 47th season. A push to ban abortion from conception in South Carolina could be off the table for the year. Opponents of the bill filibustered it for hours on the Senate floor yesterday. It was led by Charleston Republican Sandy Sin and the four other female state senators. Three attempts to end that filibuster all failed and the Senate adjourned without a final vote on the bill. In a statement, Senate Republican leader Shane Massey said this shows there are not enough votes to pass the ban from conception in the Senate and that he doesn't believe the results will change. Massey is now calling on House members to pass a six-week ban, which House members have been unwilling to take up so far. Here's what Speaker of the House Merle Smith had to say when asked what his chamber would do next. I don't know that answer yet, and I, I, I obviously have not followed the debate. I've been involved in our own debate over here, but I can tell you the House is always going to evaluate its options as protecting life. And so, you know, we're not, for, we're not committing anything, and we're not foreclosing on anything. The only commitment we have is we have a commitment in this body to protect life. With just seven days left in South Carolina's legislative session, time is running out for lawmakers to pass tighter abortion restrictions this year. Some South Carolina families could soon get money from the state to send their kids to private schools. The House has passed a school voucher bill. The bill would give up to 15,000 students a year, $6,000 of public money to pay for private school tuition. Students who receive that scholarship will have to take a test every year to track progress of the program. The bill already passed the Senate, which means it will soon be headed to Governor Henry McMaster's desk to be signed into law. The House has also passed a sextortion bill. That bill hit close to home for one representative whose 17-year-old son took his life last year after a stranger coerced him into sending images and then tried to extort him for money. This bill would make that a crime. Sexual extortion or sextortion is punishable by 30 years in prison. The bill will now head to the Senate for consideration. A group in Charleston is demanding action from state lawmakers to reduce gun violence in South Carolina. The push comes after Representative Wendell Gilliard requested a special session from Governor Henry McMaster to address the issue. According to, mom, according to Moms Demand Action, nearly 1,000 people die every year from gun violence in our state. And gun violence costs the state $14 billion every year. The group says they want to ban assault weapons and enact stricter background checks. Gilliard submitted another request to meet with McMaster by the end of the week to talk about reducing gun violence. This year, three different Charleston County schools got special funding to help students learn and respect and preserve our natural environment. Yes, C. Hersey Montessori School is one of those schools that received that uh, donation. The Dominion Environmental Education and Stewardship Grant will be using that money for educational outdoor spaces. Our Samantha Popovic joins us live from North Charleston. So, Samantha, tell us more about the impact of this grant. Good morning. Good morning. Through this funding, the school is able to combine literacy and garden education so that students can read outside while enjoying foods they've grown. 
The Charleston County School District says Malcolm C. Hersey Montessori School received a grant for around $2,300. Garden teacher Shayla Moritz says they're this grant they, through this grant they were able to purchase new benches tools and seeds for planting flowers and growing vegetables she says students are now weeding planting watering and cooking she says the garden has a range of vegetables growing from potatoes collards carrots radish forage cilantro lettuce to fennel moritz tells me she enjoys being able to see young children try different vegetables that they normally wouldn't and actually liking them First thing they come into the garden is just plucking. Miss Moritz, can we eat this? Miss Moritz, can we eat that? And so just that alone has helped me to appreciate we are introducing and um, helping them to recognize this very important part of their nutrition. Librarian Caitlin Torres says this grant allows students to enjoy healthy foods they have picked from the garden while also reading in a peaceful environment. She tells me she noticed students are more attentive outside than they are in the school's media center. And this is a fun way for them to incorporate healthy eating. And for the kids to actually make a food and experience like, oh, I grew this strawberry and now I'm putting it in my smoothie and now I'm sitting and eating it while enjoying a book. It was just a win-win for both of us. The school's principal tells me they will be locating to a larger facility down the block for next school year and they will continue this program in their garden. Reporting live in North Charleston, Samantha Popovics, Live 5 News. All right, thank you, Sam. Well, schools across the country are celebrating School Library Month, but the Charleston County School District aims to do it every day. Libraries, they pay, play an important role in children's learning and development. The Charleston County School District says not only do they provide foundational literacy skills and access to stories, but libraries also create connections between classroom content and deeper learning opportunities. The district also is recognizing their librarian, saying they constantly support literacy, student achievement, and a love of reading. Students at Edith L. Frierson Elementary School are about to get a change of scenery with a new outdoor learning pavilion. How cool. The structure was brought to life through collaborations with the Clemson Design Center in Charleston and other low country organizations. You can see the ribbon cutting there yesterday. The director of the center tells us going through COVID made it clear that uh, clearer than ever that getting students outside to study is an amazing opportunity. The project combines two covered pavilion areas with space that is versatile and has multiple uses, but the main purpose is to serve as an outdoor classroom and gardening center. At the top of the show, I told you that Simon and Garfunkel released their single, Mrs. Robinson, on this date in 1968. The song was written for the film The Graduate with Anne Bancroft and Dustin Hoffman, which came out just five months earlier. The American Film Institute, in its 100 Greatest Movies of All Time list, Rank the film in seventh place. Celebrating birthdays today, Kiss guitarist Ace Fraley is 72. Pop singer Sheena Easton is 64. Actor William Mosley from The Chronicles of Narnia is 36. And actress Emily Rios from Breaking Bad is 34. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Morning Y'all, powered by Live 5 News. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 
Five News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live Five News, the Low Country's news leader.